Hello and welcome to today's Here's to Your Health podcast. I'm Don Lensman, Executive Director of Marketing and Development at Crawford County Memorial Hospital. My guest on the podcast today is Patrick Stevens. Patrick is the Director of Cardiopulmonary Services here at CCMH. And Patrick, thank you for joining me today. It's nice to be here. You know, we're going to talk today a little bit about sleep disorders and uh, sleep studies because that is your area of expertise in uh, cardiopulmonary. But let, let's just start a little bit with sleep disorders. I, I saw some data earlier today that says that one out of three people has some sort of sleep disorder. They have they have difficulty getting a decent full night's sleep. So if, so if somebody who's listening today is sitting there with two friends, one of you three is having difficulty sleeping. So maybe you can speak to that a little bit. Well, sleep disorders, uh, when you, we talk about sleep disorders, everyone goes right to sleep apnea, which is a big one, but there are many others. Insomnia is a sleep disorder. Restless leg can be a sleep disorder because it keeps you awake. Um, there is um, narcolepsy that's actually more common than people realize. Um, there's just a whole host of, you know, there's over a hundred diagnoses that fall in the category of, of sleep disorders. So it's a very broad subject. And, and I'm going to guess that there's a lot of different ways that these sleep disorders end up being diagnosed. Sometimes it's just really sitting down and talking to your primary care uh, provider and explaining what's going on. I can't get to sleep at night, or I wake up in the middle of the night, or it seems like I have these other things going on. I mean, that's how these kinds of things can get diagnosed. Yeah, basically it, that's where the diagnosis starts, is at the conversation with the physician. Um, there's a couple quick little screening tools you can use at home to see if you need to make an appointment to, to discuss sleep issues with your physician. Um, the two common ones we use here is the Epworth Sleepiness Scale, which basically just rates how sleepy you feel during certain activities or certain times of the day. Um, like if you can't stay awake to read a book at night or read it all, or if you have trouble staying awake in meetings at work. Um, the only people who have that problem, Patrick, are the ones who are in meetings with me. <laughs> So there's so there's one. What, what's the other? What's the other device? Um, the other device is is um, called the Stop Bang um, um, assessment tool, and that's a acronym where we look at things like your blood pressure, your neck size, your body mass index. Uh, has someone told you that you don't breathe well at night when you're sleeping? Do you snore? Um, what uh, it, do you have hypertension or diabetes? Um, those things that I just listed are all very much um, associated with sleep apnea and other sleep disorders. My guest on the podcast today is Patrick Stevens. Patrick is the director of cardiopulmonary services here at CCMH. We're talking about sleep disorders and uh, sleep studies. And I, I think before we move on from this and start talking a little bit about you know treatments for for the sleep disorders that we've been discussing. I think one of the things that I would I would like to bring up is how uh, important sleep is to your overall health. Oh, it's important very much so because that's when your body rests and rejuvenates and it rebuilds. Um, for those of you that are into physical activity and sports and bodybuilding, that's when you build your muscle. It's during sleep, and that's when you 
Um, if you've strained a muscle, that's when your body repairs itself. So sleep is extremely important. I know that there are, uh, when we talk about sleep disorders, I know that uh, especially when we talk about sleep apnea, the apnea there's a, um, <clears throat> there's a, there's a, uh, there are a number of different treatments for this. And some of them are, um, let's just say interesting. <laughs> They're home remedies, so to speak. But I've heard about mouth guards. I've heard about getting tennis balls in a sock and pinning it to the back of your pajamas so you don't sleep on your back. I mean, there's a lot of those kinds of things. I suppose to begin with, let, let's just talk about that really quickly and, and uh, so that we can at least address it. And then we're going to move on to something that's perhaps a bit more scientific. Well, as far as mouth guards, if you're going to attempt to treat your sleep apnea with a mouth guard, that needs to be fit, fitted by a dentist just so that you actually are doing what you're trying to accomplish because an improperly fitted mouth guard can actually make your sleep apnea worse and cause more obstruction to your, your breathing. Um, Don mentioned the tennis in the t-shirt to sleep with that to keep you from sleeping on your back. Um, more. Most often people have sleep apnea when they sleep on their back. Um, sometimes that's all it takes. So it sounds a little funny, um, but it actually works. If you're one of those people that only have sleep apnea when you sleep on your back, we use the tennis ball to train you not to sleep on your back so you don't have to go to more drastic, the mouth guards or the CPAPs or the other therapies. Well, let's move on and talk a little bit about sleep studies. So. <clears throat> Let's say, for instance, just hypothetically speaking, you uh, you feel like you're not getting the kind of sleep that you ought to get. You stop to see your medical provider. Medical provider says, maybe what we need to do first is a sleep study just to see exactly what's going on. Take a couple of minutes and just walk us through how that how that sleep study process works. Well, actually, by seeing your physician, you've done the first step of, of the procedure to get to the sleep lab, um, then the physician would have to order the study and then we of course have to go through all of the checking insurances and making sure they're going to pay and, and the, then it goes and once we get all of that taken care of then we actually s schedule the study and you come into the hospital for a night usually about eight o'clock or so because it takes probably half hour, 40 minutes or so to get everything hooked up and get you in bed. And then we have you sleep with a sleep tech observing your waveforms and how you sleep. And depending on if you qualify to proceed to the, the, the therapy section where we determine how much, uh, if you need a CPAP, how much pressure you need, or if maybe you need a BiPAP or whatever. Um, usually we can get that done, both the diagno diagnostic component and the, the therapeutic component done on the same night, but sometimes we do have to bring you back in. So. My guest on the podcast today is Patrick Stevens, Director of Cardiopulmonary Services here at CCMH. We're talking about sleep disorders and uh, sleep studies and some of the things that we need to do in order to be able to get better night's sleep because that's what we're all after. So let's talk a little bit about that. You mentioned CPAP, there's a CPAP, there's a BiPAP, and there's other stuff that's going on right now that's on television. So let's try to explain for people the differences between those kinds of uh, devices that they might use to help solve some of their sleeping issues. 
the most recent device I've seen advertised on TV is a implantable device that actually is implanted like a pacemaker under the skin that has electrical stimulators that to stimulate the muscles in your throat so they don't um, so you don't have the obstruction and you have a good airway all night. Um, at this point they're very new and there's very few people that actually qualify for those. Um, they're, they're just not something right now that we can do for everybody. Yeah, even though you see it on TV, I think that the, the, the natural inclination for anybody who sees it on TV is, wow, that's a magic thing that they have there. You know, I don't have to wear a mask and blah, blah, blah. But there, there's a lot that goes into determining, A, whether or not you even qualify for that, and B, actually having the surgery done because this is a surgical procedure. Even though it, for a lot of people, it seems like, well, it, it, you know, it's a magic thing. I don't think there's any magic involved in any of that. Well, no, there's definitely not magic. But like you said, it does seem like it's way simpler. Um, but to get it, actually get it implanted, you know, you have to go through all your surgical approvals and insurance approvals, and and then have the procedure done, and. A few comments I've heard were they're not as comfortable because you actually feel the the little impulse in. So they're they didn't describe it as pain, but they say they definitely feel the impulse. Yeah. So maybe so, maybe it's a little bit like getting uh, stuck with a pin, pin. Maybe. Yes. Yeah. Well, that would keep that would keep me from snoring. I guarantee <laughs> you that. Of course, I think my wife already does that. So <laughs> maybe I don't need an implantable device to get that to happen. So let's talk about CPAP and BiPAP. Well, what CPAP CPAP and BiPAP are two different things. Um, CPAP is one pressure. You just have a mask that you wear at night. Uh, the mask can either cover your mouth and nose, or it can just be cover your nose, um, and you wear it. You basically you put it on right as you're going to bed. You wear it all night while you sleep, and it holds a small amount of pressure in your upper airway, so that when your muscles relax and you're in your deep, good REM sleep, you don't have the airway collapsing, and you can breathe well, and then your sleep's not dis disturbed from not being able to breathe well. Um, the BiPAP works very similar. The only thing is they tend to be a higher pressure and because they're a higher pressure they're less comfortable and they take more time to get used to so we give you two pressures. We give, <coughs> we give you one pressure that you, there's always the low pressure that's the lowest the pressure is going to get and then when you take a breath in, the machine ramps up the pressure to hold the pressure and hold the airway open and kind of keep everything open so that you don't have to have the continuous high pressure and it's more comfortable and it works better because it's easier to tolerate. Yeah, that's, that's fascinating. Uh, I, <clears throat> it's always a it's always interesting when we talk about this because I always learn something new, something that I didn't know before. And I guess I want to go back before we close today, Patrick. I just want to go back and say that if you think you have a uh, uh, some sort of a sleep disorder, doesn't matter what it is, uh, I would encourage you to see your medical provider. That's where we have to start. If you don't have a medical provider, contact the CCMH Medical Clinic at 712-265-2700 
and we'll hook you up with somebody who can give you a consultation. In the meantime, if anybody has any questions about anything that we've talked about today, Patrick, how can people get a hold of you? Um, you can just give me a call in my office, and my phone number is 712-265-2666, uh, and I'd be happy to talk with anybody that has questions about sleep apnea or your CPAPs or your BiPAPs. My guest on the podcast today has been Patrick Stevens. Patrick is the Director of Cardiopulmonary Services here at CCMH, and Patrick, thank you for your time today. It was very nice being here. I'm Don Lintzman, Executive Director of Marketing and Development at Crawford County Memorial Hospital. We care for life. <laughs>